The following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 66th Seed, a 1989 vehicular combat game from Rare, Cobra Triangle. And its opponent, the 63rd Seed, a 1992 action-adventure RPG from Capcom, Gargoyle's Quest II, The Demon Darkness. Your ringside judges are Pat Dooley and Ricky Giraldo. There's nothing left to say but round one. Welcome to episode 31 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we're trying to find the true king of each home video game console by means of giant tournament brackets. Uh, you are catching us episode 31, 31 weeks into the first round of our Nintendo Entertainment System tournament, uh, where today we will be taking a look at the 63rd seed Gargoyles Quest II, The Demon Darkness, as it takes on number 66, Cobra Triangle. I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Geraldo. And yeah, so the the seeds, as I mentioned, are determined by IGN's list of the 100 best games for the NES. Uh, they put Gargoyles Quest 2 at number 63, Cobra Triangle at number 66, which means whichever game comes out of this will almost certainly be knocked out in round two because they will be up against the original Legend of Zelda, the number two so, overall seed. You know, I think they have a chance. <laughs> yeah. As I say that, they're... Yeah, well, exactly. you know, I mean, Zelda just hasn't aged very well. Like, nobody really thinks about it anymore. It's kind of yeah. an obscure... Yeah, it's going to be a massacre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we always start by talking about the underdog, which in this case is the number 66 seed Cobra Triangle, which is a 1989 vehicular combat game from Rare. Uh, you play as a speedboat that races, diffuses mines, collects things, rescues swimmers, and more. Uh, and it got re-released in 2015 for Xbox One as part of their Rare Replay compilation. Um, first note on Cobra Triangle, no Cobras, no Triangles. I feel robbed. <laughs> I guess it couldn't get Bermuda Triangle, so I guess I get one with Cobra. Maybe, maybe. And I mean, you know, there's a the level 5 mini-boss is like a giant sea yeah. serpent, so maybe yeah. that's Cobra... And your I boat like, is kind of triangular. But. Yeah, I guess that the, the serpent is like the mascot because he's in the, the, yeah, box, in the art. box art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a bad back. translation. Serpent turns into cobra. I don't know. It, um, yeah, I could, I could do that. It's, it's a fun concept. Um I, I like the idea of a kind of a three-quarter... It's kind of like RC Pro-Am in terms of the way it's like laid out, which yeah. is a super fun game I'm excited to play in round two. Um, but I like the, you know, the idea of every level is a little bit different. Like there's, you know, there's the kind of the standard different. race at the yeah. beginning. And then depending on whether you go left or right to the finish line, there's, you know, maybe you're, you know, rescuing swimmers or maybe you are... Um, 
getting uh, mines grabbing mines or, yeah, yeah or there's like the the logs floating downstream and you have to steer around those um collect those little like the stud things that are floating to give yourself power-ups um which the power-ups reminded me a lot of like gradius and life force um yeah except this... in this one i did not figure out until well into playing that you had to press select to actually activate the power-ups uh, and then that oh. made a massive difference. Like, the level where you're protecting swimmers is borderline oh, yeah, impossible yeah. unless you have missiles or force field activated. Um, that makes that level Yeah, it's so true. I, I, did, I did just, like, randomly find the select button, so you're right. It, that's the problem I have with these games. Like, they really don't tell you how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to, if you don't have the manual, man, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... I, I, I miss that. I miss that in games where the manual, you know, used to tell you the story of the game, the characters. Yeah. Yeah, now there's you just uh, get like a code. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're playing an RPG or something that has like an opening cinematic, which is really rare in the 8-bit era, like you needed that manual to give you any sort of context. And there's definitely nothing like a, you know, a tutorial level. We've just gotten so spoiled with that now right that you know press the left analog stick to walk press x to jump like that you know there was nothing like that and speaking of button mapping i really got thrown by the fact that b was the accelerator and a was the attack that just feels yeah. backwards from every other game of the era right am i, yeah. am I crazy in thinking that no, it was definitely uh, rough. I yeah. was like, this doesn't feel right. But, right. Because yeah. it's backwards from Spy Hunter. It's backwards from Micro Machines. Oh. Like every other vehicular game we've played so far, A is the accelerator, and then B uses your items or your weapons. I really wonder if, uh, if it's because this game, like you said, had a bad, bad translation. Because I wonder if in Japan if the buttons were flipped. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, in PlayStation, let's say, for us, the X button is, like, to move on. Right. And in Japan, it's circle. But they circle, yeah. So it's just weird. I wonder, maybe it just didn't get translated. Yeah, maybe. And that's why, and that's something I noticed on, because uh, I just got a Switch a couple months ago, that Switch uses the A button a lot when instinctively I want to use B to go through menus. But like right. when we're playing uh, New Super Mario Brothers, um, like most of the menu options, you have to press A to select them rather than B, which is like the equivalent of X on a PlayStation controller. Um, so yeah, I mean, it may just be that it's a it's a Japanese thing. We're just used to it one way. Uh, but yeah, in maybe eighty nine. That wasn't how it worked. Um. But yeah, uh, so like I mentioned, you know, it's it's pretty repetitive, even though there are there's a nice variety in the levels. But one, the levels are really hard in some cases, so you wind up playing the same one over and over and over again. And yeah. then after a certain point, the levels kind of start to repeat as well. Like, okay, well now diffuse mines in this level, or yeah, going right to left instead of left to right like you did before. So 
Yeah, it gets old pretty quick. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, and and it looks like there was, for what I played, only like one boss fight. So, I don't know. Yeah, that was I. The only boss fight I got was the one at level five when you fight the the serpent. The thing. serpent. Yeah. So I, don't so know I wonder if he comes if he back. Comes back. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing if he was in the box art, I'm guessing he has a big part in the game. Yeah, that would be weird to put him front and center and all the like the marketing materials and not have him be a more important thing well, that'd be like, funny <laughs> well yeah it'd be like the box art for demon sword having that one giant dude inside the cave uh as the box art rather than the the sword right uh, but you know none of demon sword made any sense so it's probably a bad <laughs> example um i did like the 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 serpent boss I liked the fact that it had a health bar, but that it also recovered, but not in like a cheap, like, you know, right. casts heal kind of way. Like, you know, like a Final Fantasy boss sometimes will, but like it, you know, Jeez. every time it got hit, the it would take damage, but then the meter would start to rise back up if it's not taking damage. So it's sort of like, you know, playing Halo and you're giving your armor a chance to recharge if you're not getting hit. Um I thought that was kind of a cool... I don't remember ever seeing anything quite like that in that era. So Yeah, true. Yeah, so this is another one of those where I would put it in the... Like, for 1989, this is pretty great in terms of, like... You know, it, it's a really big swing. Like, they're trying something really different. I don't remember playing a game like this in that era. Uh, but I just... I have some issues with the execution. Um, it should have been more fun for as interesting as it was. Yeah, I agree. It, really, you're just on a boat. It's yeah. nothing, nothing. Yeah, it's, that I mean, would define the you know. Yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah, Spy it's Hunter a, in a boat. It, yeah, it's Spy Hunter in a boat. It's yep. there's there's no nothing on foot. There's no getting in or out of your boat. You're just in your boat shooting at things and collecting things for, in our case, for an hour because we play every game for an hour. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that up top. Um, just so we can get a fair assessment of both, we limit ourselves to one hour, uh, which for our, its opponent in this matchup, uh, Gargoyles Quest Two: The Demon Darkness, it's really hard to play an RPG for just an hour. Um, but we'll get yeah. into more specifics on that as we go. But it's going to be interesting when we have to do Final Fantasy. Like, I don't know yeah. how that's going to work. Well, but... at least Final Fantasy got a first round buy, so we'll get two hours with it for the second round. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know, Gargoyles Quest Two is kind of the same as when we did like Willow or Crystalis or you know other games like yeah, that, um, where we're just kind of limited in how far you can actually make it in an hour. Uh, but Gargoyles Quest II The Demon Darkness is an action-adventure role-playing game from Capcom that switches between overworld, uh, overhead world and town maps and side-scrolling action levels. Uh, it is a prequel to the first Gargoyles Quest, which itself is a spin-off of the Ghosts and Goblins franchise, centering on Firebrand, the titular gargoyle, who's on a quest to unravel the mystery of the Black Light after his home is destroyed by it. Uh, it was ported to the Game Boy in 1993, only in Japan and China. Uh, those had two new stages. The NES version did not. Uh, and then the NES version was re-released for the Virtual Console in 2014. So both of these games got re-releases about five or six years ago. Nice. Um, so I, I liked this. Um, it's definitely... 
Um, I made a note that it's clearly by the same people who made Ghosts and Goblins. It's yeah. not quite as hard, I don't think, as Ghosts and Goblins was, but it's no the way. same kind of hard, if that makes sense. It's the yeah. same kind of Capcom platforming challenge um, that Ghosts and Goblins had, but it's a little more forgiving uh, in that you can get hit more than twice and survive. Uh, <laughs> yeah i had no idea that firebrand had his own game yeah did not know that i was like wait is this firebrand and then yeah <laughs> and then you have a conversation like, oh. with the king and he calls you by name and you're like oh yeah i was like this is interesting and i really like the different styles of play mm-hmm. like going from like a classic rpg then going into a side scroller it was very interesting yeah it kind of feels like uh, like the logical extension of Zelda 2, which also had the same kind of like overworld and yeah. side-scrolling when you would like, go into dungeons and stuff. Um, but honestly, I feel like the execution of the side-scrolling is done better here than it was in Zelda 2. Yeah. Um, although I, I think it's because Capcom knows side-scrolling like no other. Capcom's I mean. platformers are just so good. Yeah. Like... As a rule, <laughs> like you, you know, you, um, we, I mean, we played so many for this show, you know, Mega Man one, four, five, and six, Rescue yep. Rangers. Uh, they just, they just make really, really good platformers. They just know, yeah. Ghost of Goblins, I mean, oh, Ghost of Goblins, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, that's not a great port of the arcade game, but it's still a really good platformer. Yeah. Um, I like the, the kind of like the action RPG elements where you got like your inventory system and your, you know, your town maps, like it's a regular RPG, but then watching that like translate into the side scrolling. Um, And also like I appreciate for its time, how kind of sprawling the story feels like it definitely feels like there's a really big world out there. Um, Yeah. Like, cause I'm, We'll get into soon. We'll get into how far we made it. Uh, but like at the point I was still, you know, an hour into the game, I already had basically like three different quests that I was doing simultaneously. I need to go to this one place, but in order to go to this place, I need to go see this person so that I can get this tool, so that I can do this thing, so that I can get the thing to go back and do the first thing. Um, yeah, it felt it felt like a classic RPG. Like yeah. it felt. Like the Dragon Quest that we played. Yeah. So, I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. This game, I haven't heard of it. Not even the the first one. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. It's definitely, this was a really kind of pleasant surprise. Especially after, like, as frustrated as I got with Ghosts and Goblins last week. Just because of <laughs> how hard that game was. Like, um, I was like, oh no, a spinoff of that is going to be even worse. Uh, but then playing this, I'm like, oh no, this is actually, this is like the fun kind of hard. Like, I don't feel like I'm pulling my hair out when I get killed by the same enemy for the 15th time like I was playing Ghosts and Goblins. Right, and by Firebrand himself, is that a choice? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder at what point in his story he yeah, it's goes so off to fight that... Arthur. That's why I was like, I wonder if like in Ghosts and Goblins, or not Ghosts and Goblins, in Gargoyle Quest 1... If you fight Gar- uh, Arthur, I don't know. I wonder. That'd be, yeah, really, be really cool. Interesting. I'm, I kind of yeah. want to, you know, when we get to 
that point, like, I kind of want to dig into, you know, the the lore of those games and see how they tie together. Like, at what point does he, you know, the demon darkness uh, turn into evil, over. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's not. Maybe we're just adding too much into it. Maybe. It may just be one of those <laughs> things like, hey, we've got a hit with this character. People seem to really like him in Ghosts and Goblins. Let's give him his own game. But this doesn't make yeah. any sense canonically. Who cares? He's a demon. <laughs> Yeah, people don't like stories in video games. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's 1992. Nobody's playing games for a story. Exactly. Little did they know. Little did they know that single-player games are still making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I made note of one bit of dialogue that is also now the banner image on our Facebook page. Um, in the second town i didn't make a note of what town it was in um but you talk to somebody and they say what happened to my country during my absence like oh there's a catchphrase for 2020 if there ever was one (laughs) so yeah what happened yeah uh so as we mentioned uh the winner here which i kind of feel like we are already in agreement on which one's going to move on but we'll get to that in a minute um, we'll move on to face the legend of Zelda in round two, uh, in the upper right corner of our bracket. If you're picturing the whiteboard behind me from our Twitch streams, or if you're looking on the challenge page, the top of the second half, um, cause this is 6366 and Zelda's two. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how far we made it in each. Uh, we do have a kind of a running competition between the two of us as to, uh, who gets farther more often? Uh, currently, Ricky has a one-game lead over me uh, by virtue of Man. having beat Rad Racer earlier. So we've actually won the same number of games, but you've got a one-point lead because of that victory. I don't think either of us beat either of these games, right? No, no. Um, Cobra Triangle. I made it to level eight uh, with a high score of seventy-six thousand fifty. I didn't keep the track, but guess what? I made it to level eight as well. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't keep the score though, so that's all right. We'll we'll still call it a tie. But yeah, um, level did eight. you go both left and right to try and figure out like which one is less painful? No, uh, I think I just went left. Did you just go I left? Just, okay. Yeah. I went right the first couple of times, and then I got really frustrated by the rescuing the swimmers one. So I went left oh, yeah, the next yeah. time I got a game over, and I was like, oh wow, this log rolling thing is really hard um, but yeah all right so that's another tie so gargoyles quest 2 is going to be a hard one to judge um yeah i i only level actually leveled up once um but like story wise i was on my way to find i my greek is horrible hecate 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 uh, so oh, I could get I... Night Drop so that I could upgrade my wings so that I could fly over the Gaza Valley and find the Gremlin Stick. God, he sounds like a nerd. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I push my glasses up my nose. Uh, so, I don't think I got where you got. I got to like this town where two guys were there and one of them was like, I need 15 vitals for the power of Maelstrom. Of Maelstrom, uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, I talked that's to all, him. Yeah, that's all where I got. I don't know. 
Okay, hey, this did you talk to uh, King Bar or Bear? Yes. Okay. Or the like the creature that's taken over his throne. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's not there anymore. Yeah. So he. And then I went to a forest mm-hmm. area thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to measure this one. This one's a little hard. Uh... And then there was. Did you get to the level where you are? Because oh, one thing I didn't mention about uh, the way you play Garo's Quest too is in the side-scrolling levels, you can jump and then hover using your wings. You can't really fly. It's not like Mario's cape in Super Mario World. It's, you know, you can jump and then flap your wings to, like, jump out a little further. Um, did you get to the the platforming part where you have to... Like, there's, like, moving platforms that are shooting at you going back and forth. And you have to, no. like, jump and flap and land... And then, like, jump over a projectile, flap, and land on the next one to get that across, a, like, do. a long lava pit. No, I didn't no, do that. Okay. That was, I made it just slightly past that, which I think is the next major side-scrolling area after where you were. Okay. So I think I just barely beat you. Um, and also, I should note, um, if you want to go back and watch me get to either of those places... Uh, twitch.tv slash kings of consoles i have started streaming uh with this week's games um so <clears throat> anybody that wants to go back and watch me fight the giant serpent in cobra triangle can or um watch the you know political commentary in the village of whatever um can do that as well there um so yeah i mean for me it's it's pretty clear to me that Gargoyles Quest 2 is the better game. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it I really liked is. Cobra Triangle mo- more so as a concept than as an actual game. Uh, but I, I had fun with Gargoyles Quest 2. This was a... It was hard. It was frustrating. But if if I have to play another hour of one of these games, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next in that story. Yeah, I agree. Um... Not saying that uh, Cobra is a bad game. No. It's just... Oh, man. I don't even know. I feel like this is one of those games where because it's old, it kind of affects everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. Gargoyles Quest has definitely aged better. It feels more like a contemporary game than Cobra Cobra does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Gargoyles Quest 2 wins. You know, ba-ding! Um, <laughs> uh, our audience agrees with us um, across Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, everybody that responded, 75% of our online vote went for Gargoyles Quest 2. Uh, so they, they agree with us there as well. So it's unanimous, 3 to nothing for Gargoyles Quest 2. Uh, we did get a little bit of uh, listener feedback before we dive into the, the plugs here at the end of the episode. Our old friend Ryan O reached out and said, and I'm assuming this is in reaction to our uh, coverage of Ninja Gaiden 2 a couple weeks ago. If you could add a ninja element to an old game, i.e. Batman, but he fights ninjas instead of gangsters, which would you find the most amusing? And I definitely have an answer for this, but that's also because I, you know, pulled the question from Twitter and have been thinking about it. Is, is anything uh, jumping to mind or you want to hear mine first? I'll hear yours first. I'm because mine is 100% Tetris. Like, oh. I just, like, 
blocks starting to fall and you get them lined up and then a ninja runs on the screen and cuts the long one in half and out falls in two places and you have to steer them both and that's more of a jokey answer but i think it would be funny that would be funny but well, also I don't know. also like you know the battle toads against ninjas would be fun uh metal storm if there were like mech ninjas <laughs> nice Replace the blob and a boy and his blob with a ninja that turns into a trampoline. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reaching now. <laughs> or bubble bobble, where a ninja comes along and pokes your bubbles and you have to make them again. You know, I guess you could put a ninja to any of these games. It certainly fits the time. I don't know. I mean, you definitely put them in the Ninja Turtles games. Cause there you go. They're all over the Ninja Turtles games. Uh, we are going to fight some ninjas next week. That's right. Yeah, yeah next week. Um, yeah, hey, look at that. Speaking of segues, <laughs> um, next week we are going to be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, which is our number 41 seed. And it is up against, because it is October and we are playing spooky games, the number 88 seed is Zombie Nation. Oh, uh, man. Which is one of the most baffling games we've played <laughs> through 32 weeks of this show. I was not ready to play this game. No, I don't know how anything could possibly prepare somebody for Zombie Nation. Um, that's a, speaking of our Twitch channel, uh, that's uh, the first few minutes of that, of me just being like, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to see uh, the updated bracket, uh, you can do that at challenge, C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash kings of consoles. Uh, we update that every week with the previous week's result. So now that this episode has dropped, you can go on there now and see uh, Ghosts and Goblins has beaten the Goonies 2 and has moved on. Uh, and then next week you will see Girls Quest 2 and, you know, so on, so forth. You, you, you understand how time works. Uh, you can also contribute to the show financially, ko-fi.com slash kingsofconsoles. Uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, but I'm going to plug again, twitch.tv slash kingsofconsoles, uh, where I am streaming all of these games uh, as I play them. The schedule's up there, and we also post on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash kingsofconsoles, uh, when uh, there will be a stream coming up. Uh, this is Thursday, as you're listening to it. Tomorrow... At 6.30 Central, I will be playing Vice Project Doom for an upcoming episode. Uh, I also wanted to do a quick shout-out. We just launched the Twitch channel, so we're still you know, kind of finding our feet, finding our audience there. Uh, but I wanted to shout-out uh, Medic Sloan, Queen Bee Jazz, and Bazinga085, who have all been pretty loyally listening or, or watching pretty much every stream we've done so far. Uh, so thanks to you three. Yeah, thanks, guys. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Uh, I know uh, I just got a, uh, we just got a new follower the other day who is a friend of Bazinga085, so we appreciate him uh, doing that. And, uh, yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter, at uh, Kings of Consoles. You can follow me personally, at LoopyDate. Uh, and you can follow me at Ricky4518. All right. Do you have anything One thing else? before we go. Yeah. yeah. I'm just really sad that the next game, Cargoil Quest has to face Zelda. Yeah, that's I, I'm a just like, man. Draw. Now, now I'm going to say this: I am not really a fan of Zelda games. So, to be honest, I would, 
I might vote the other way. So who knows? That is true. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting little quartet in that part of the bracket because the winner between... We could wind up with, if Gargoyle's Quest does pull off the upset, it could wind up in a Capcom versus Capcom round three matchup if Mega Man 4 makes it past Micro Machines. Um, so that's a huh. that's a possibility that we may get another Capcom on Capcom like we did when uh, Mega Man 6 was up against Rescue Rangers uh, earlier in round one. Um, which I think Mega Man 4 can totally beat Micro Machines. Uh, but we will definitely see on Zelda and... Gargoyles Quest 2. Because Zelda... I mean, let's be honest. The original Zelda is is good. It's great. But I feel like yeah. Zelda games didn't really become Zelda games until the Super Nintendo era. Like, uh, Link to the Past. Uh, and then I mean, you know, moving on to N64 with... Uh, yeah. With That's really... I think Ocarina of Time is what really got me, yeah. at least to like a Zelda game. But... I don't know. We'll see. This is yeah. going to be interesting because. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely is. one you will not want to miss that episode. Tentatively scheduled. We don't. Round two isn't fully set in stone yet because we still, you know, we still have five more games after this one or five more matchups after this one to know for sure. Um, so the schedule may get tweaked then. But currently. That is set for April 15th, uh, which is crazy to think that we're, we won't play this again for six months. But hey, that's what happens when you've got 100 games to play and only talk about two of them a week. Jeez. So, uh, yeah. So this uh, is a, a fun discussion of a, of a sort of a strange pair of games. Uh, but you want to talk about strange, make sure to join us next week for Zombie Nation uh, and Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, as always, well, I guess we're still, what is this, the 15th of October? Looking at the calendar. Um, vote. If, you're, yep. uh, if your area um, is doing early voting, do that. If it's not, then you know, don't listen to me for another three weeks and then vote. Um, but yeah, like, don't complain about the people at the top of the ballot if you're not voting for the bottom of the ballot. If you want candidates... For president that you like then vote for the people you like for school board and garbage commissioner and whatever because those are the people that move up in the world anyway off my soapbox it's true no vote. i agree thanks for listening we'll see you next week play old games play old games and vote <laughs> kings of consoles is recorded in nashville and orlando and is produced and edited by me Hadouli. Thanks to Captive Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found with a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans. <laughs>